there, and thank you so much for joining me on an all-new episode of the Wedding Planning Podcast. Last week on the show, we talked all about six or so wedding planning scenarios that come up all the time, and we went over the ways that you can simplify and or streamline what on the face may look like a very complicated situation. On today's show, we're going to dial in even sharper focus and review some popular wedding elements that I would like to suggest you either skip altogether, or if it's something that's really important to you, but the price tag is just not making you comfortable, then you can scale way back on it. So I'm going to give options for both. Well, I guess if you're skipping it all together, that option doesn't need much explanation, but we're going to run through some ways to skip it and save the money or scale it back and still save some money. And then I'm going to keep a running tally. And at the end of the show, spoiler alert, I gave you the number in the intro, but we're going to go through exactly how I got to that number. And I think you're going to be shocked at how easy it was. Now, we could have a conversation on all the things that you see on Pinterest and Instagram that do not have to be a part of your wedding, and that conversation could easily last all day. So in the interest of all of our time, I've chosen eight things to go over today. But my friend, if your goal is having a simple, a beautiful, and an affordable wedding, then the sky is the limit on the things that you could potentially leave out and the things that we could add to this conversation. The most important thing I'll say before we dive in today is that if it's not important to you, then please just skip it. As simple as that. In my digital planning program, I encourage couples to make a detailed list of their priorities way early on in their engagement so that they can use that as a guiding roadmap to consult throughout the wedding planning journey. That alone is a 30-minute conversation all about setting priorities, and it is critically important, but we do not have the time to go over it today. If you would like to come behind the scenes for some more in-depth guidance on setting a rock-solid planning foundation that will bring you all the way through to your wedding day and even beyond that, then I would really encourage you to take a look at my digital planning package And you can find the details for that at wedpodcast.com. There is absolutely no contract. It's a very small monthly subscription price that you're 100% free to cancel anytime. And there's even a free three-day trial so that you can take a look around before committing to anything. In essence, you have absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain. Details again at wedpodcast.com. And with that, let's get you set up with a starter's guide to the things that you can potentially cut out from your wedding plans altogether, saving yourself loads of time, additional research, added stress, and of course, we're going to save all that money too. First up for today's conversation are guest favors. This wins the number one honor spot because in listener polls that I've run on Instagram, it's oftentimes in the top three things that you are going to say bye-bye to off your standard generic wedding checklist. Will your guests be heartbroken if they don't go home with a custom beer koozie? 
if you do not share with them a rubber bracelet that has your names and your wedding date printed on it, or if you do not present them with a fancy miniature pot of honey on their place setting. No, they will not be heartbroken. If wedding favors is an item that you're up in the air about, I would say do yourself a favor. No pun intended. Sorry about that. Um, Save the money and just skip this element altogether. I have a really, really close friend whose future sister-in-law was absolutely horrified that she wasn't going to include wedding favors. Um, She thought it was exceptionally rude not to have a favor at your wedding. And my friend crumbled to her future sister-in-law and she ordered $5... Um, not real silver, but silver plated, uh, made wholesale overseas. Um, anyway, $5 silver colored dolphin bottle poppers for each guest. She spent $500. (laughs) Um, super cute. It was a fun touch and don't get me wrong. If dolphin bottle openers are on your priority list, I'm not here to judge that only simply to suggest and encourage that if they are not important to you, such as the case with my very close friend, then that $500 can be put to lots of other uses. Okay, moving on to our next item for today, I would like to suggest that you skip pouring champagne for a toast. Now, I will be the first to admit that I enjoy cocktails. I love happy hour, love my cocktails, love my wine with dinner. But when I'm midway through the night and a couple of margaritas in and I'm looking to enjoy a glass of wine with my meal, the last thing on earth I need is a glass of champagne to bridge that connection. Is the champagne toast a tradition? Yes. Is it fun and fancy and celebratory to drink a glass of champagne? Yes. Is it going to add a couple hundred bucks to your bottom line? Yes. Now, depending on the pour, you can look to get about six to eight glasses of champagne per bottle. And then if you figure $12 for a cheap bottle of champagne, With those numbers, you're looking at $150 for about 100 adult guests. And that's not to mention a whole lot of scramble and additional work for your wait staff and potentially 100 specialty glasses added to your rental bill. Now, can this all be scaled back if it is important to you? Absolutely. And if it's really important to you, then splurge and get $25 bottles of champagne by all means. Um, $5 champagne exists, so do cute little disposable plastic cups, but just remember, you can make a toast with anything, including the drinks that your guests are already working on. So do not feel like an added champagne toast is an item that needs to get included in your catering bill. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised by how much money you can save by just skipping that part. Now, the next thing that I would love to have you consider skipping 
isn't really the right word because I think most of us are going to include these items, but maybe finding alternatives is a better wording for this section. And that would be concerning expensive impulse items such as accessories, shoes, shapewear, veils, and jewelry from the bridal salon where you're buying your dress. Bridal salons are infamous for marking up all these little extras, and you can save hundreds of dollars by shopping for this stuff somewhere else. I can almost guarantee you that if you visit a large dress retailer, your salesperson is going to put a sparkly and adorable tiara or veil on your head when you come out in your dress, and you're going to fall in love. But you might not be in love with the $125 price tag for a small minor accessory that we can find for much, much less. Accessories and bridal wedding day jewelry, this can often be family pieces that are borrowed from your loved ones. And if that's not an option, you can always shop for beautiful costume jewelry at your favorite department store, or you can wear jewelry you already own. As far as shoes go, you can find shoes, cute shoes, at any, again, any of your favorite stores where you normally shop. It doesn't need to be a wedding store in order to buy a really beautiful, comfortable pair of shoes that look great with your wedding dress. Bridesmaids shoes as well. You can get any of this stuff. Nordstrom Rack is a great option. DSW or any other type of shoe warehouse in your area. Look online, look on Amazon. There's plenty of beautiful stuff out there that can be had for a really, really good deal. And then next in this category, there are a lot of things here, so bear with me. Next up, uh, let's touch on shapewear. So like a corset or a strapless bra or any type of undergarments that you're gonna be wearing under your dress. Again, I would recommend trying your favorite department store And then stores like Kohl's, Target, maybe even Walmart, shop around because it's out there and trust me, it is much less expensive than it's going to be at that bridal store. And then next up, items like veils, tiaras, hair clips. I love shopping for these types of items on a website like Etsy, where not only are you supporting a small business, you're also likely going to get much higher quality at a much lower price tag. Okay, and last thing here in this accessories uh, category, if you're open to gently used products, I would try a search on eBay, Craigslist, or a bridal marketplace. And I'll link to a few of those options in today's show notes and also in this week's email recap, excuse me, that I'll send out to you. Obviously, we're probably not going to be looking for used shapewear and undergarments, but accessories and things like veils, tiaras, or even shoes that have been worn once by another bride or another groom, that's a no-brainer. Now, let's move on from accessories and let's talk about a wedding gift for your new spouse. I would suggest skipping it, personally. I know not everyone feels that way, but here's a little bit of background on why I say that. You are getting married. You're hosting an event for 150 of your closest loved ones. You're probably going on a honeymoon. You're ordering wedding albums and photos afterwards. 
all that stuff, all of these things that we're planning and your marriage to one another, that is the wedding gift. Now, I know this might be a tradition that you do not want to let go of, but I get asked all the time about gift ideas for your new spouse because people are totally stumped on this. And in my opinion, this is just a completely unnecessary extra added thing. If you want to put it this way, think of your wedding rings as the gift to one another, and then skip all the other material stuff like an engraved watch, a personalized set of cufflinks, additional expensive jewelry. Coming up after a quick break, I have four more things that you may want to consider scrapping from your wedding plans in the name of saving yourself some time, some stress, and of course, some money. I'll be back in just a minute. Susan's Travel Services is so excited to partner with you to plan your honeymoon, destination wedding, or maybe even your bachelor or bachelorette party. Travel and new experiences are incredibly special to me personally, and earlier this year, Susan helped me plan an unforgettable bachelorette party for my sister Kate and five of our best friends. Her team meticulously researched the best all-inclusive options for us based on some very specific priorities, and we ended up at a luxurious resort in Los Cabos, Mexico, and needless to say, we had the time of our lives. Best of all, Susan has been in the business for 27 years, and let me tell you, she walks the walk. She personally travels to all of her recommended destinations all the time, so she has firsthand on-the-ground experience with all of the amazing resorts, excursions, and services that she recommends. From all-inclusive resorts in Mexico and the Caribbean, to overwater bungalows in the Maldives, or that African safari you've always dreamed of, save yourself hours of research and guesswork and let Susan and her team find you the best deals on this once-in-a-lifetime vacation. Reach out to Susan and her team today by emailing info at susanstravelservices.com and be sure to let her know that I sent you for $50 off your final booking or $100 off your destination wedding. That email again is info at susanstravelservices.com. I'm all about helping you make your wedding celebration as personalized and unique as possible, and I can't think of a better place to shop for all those beautiful little details than Etsy. Whether you're looking for colorful wine bottle stopper favors for your bridal shower or a custom suit for your dog to wear down the aisle, Etsy is the perfect one-stop shopping experience. I shopped Etsy for my bridesmaids gifts and wedding accessories, and to this day, it's still the first place I go for one-of-a-kind custom gifts. Make your wedding celebration as personalized and unique as you with custom signs, invitations, favors, and more. Filter endless beautiful options by price point, color, free shipping, and style when you visit weddingplanningpodcast.co slash Etsy. That website again is weddingplanningpodcast.co slash E-T-S-Y. All right, my friend, welcome back to the second half of the show. To recap really quickly, we have talked about potentially skipping favors, a poured champagne toast, 
expensive accessories, shoes, shapewear, veils, jewelry, etc. And we talked about omitting the gift for your new spouse. And picking up where we left off, let's continue today's conversation and talk about skipping professional hair and makeup for your wedding day. I come to this specific topic as someone who is very, very casual, very laid back. I do not wear makeup hardly ever. I don't fix my hair hardly ever. And granted, some of that is a function of working from home and not reporting to an office setting, et cetera, et cetera. But even when I did do that in a past life, I am just not one to wear a ton of makeup and do my hair regularly very casual. So with that said, I know that we all have different styles, different personal styles. Maybe you are someone who does your makeup every day and does your hair every day. And on the wedding day, you want to ramp it up and really, really look just show stopping all the makeup, all the beautiful hair. That's great. That's totally fine. Regardless of where you fall on the casual to made up spectrum. We also have different comfort levels with doing our own hair, our own makeup, and this is going to come into play here. So you may be someone who is totally set on professional hair and makeup for you and your bridesmaids, your whole bridal party. That's totally fine. If you are comfortable doing your own hair, if you're comfortable doing your own makeup, if you want to look like your natural self on the wedding day, then I would say doing your own hair and makeup is a total win. And even if you are not 150% comfortable doing it yourself, I would be willing to bet that you have a sister, a cousin, a friend, person in your wedding party, someone who is very skilled at doing that and can do it for you. I just don't want you to feel like you have to have professional hair and makeup done for your wedding day if that's not something that feels like you need. If we do our own, depending on where you are, depending on the pricing in your area, we can be looking at saving, let's call it $200 per person from having that professional visit you on the wedding day and doing it for you. Okay, moving on to the next one, skip it additional desserts, and or late night snacks. If you're having a beautiful, pricey wedding cake, please do not feel pressured to replicate those elaborate dessert bar spreads to go alongside of your beautiful cake. I hear from a lot of you who don't really care for cake, but you feel like you have to have a wedding cake, but since you don't really like it, you end up doing a wedding cake, And then you also decide to do a donut bar, a dessert bar of sweets made by your family and your friends, a pie, and a candy bar. In the name of simplicity and scaling things back, I say pick one thing and you're all set. If you don't like cake, then skip the cake and just do a donut bar or just have three of your favorite kinds of pie or have a candy bar. If you don't like sweets at all, but you want to provide something to your guests, just keep it really simple. And if someone doesn't like the cake or the pie or the donuts that you choose, that's fine. Don't feel like you need to provide six other options. 
And then as for those late night snacks that come out at weddings, this could be your favorite fast food, bar food, basically a second round of late night dinner. This is fun if you have an unlimited budget and if you're serving a lighter meal and if your dance party is lasting until 2 a.m., but it's totally optional. And it's honestly a good item to consider just leaving off your catering bill and saving that extra money. No one is going to wake up the next morning feeling like they're, they really missed out on the whole evening because there weren't any chicken nuggets served at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Everyone will be fine. And then staying on the topic of food, but we're going to back it way up to the beginning of the night. Let's talk about appetizers. And I don't necessarily want to talk about skipping them because if you're hosting an afternoon into an evening event, I think happy hour and cocktails and appetizers are a, they're all core components of that. But I would like to suggest that instead of a super elaborate, fancy set of appetizers, we can scale this way back and make it much more affordable. I'm going to go ahead and say $10 per person for an appetizer spread from a traditional wedding caterer is probably about average. And that price tag goes gives you a $1,000 line item for your 100 person wedding. And I can guarantee you that with very minimal time and effort, we can put together an appetizer spread that will rival any wedding caterers carrot and celery tray. I am so passionate about this project that yes, I have an entire episode of the wedding planning podcast that is dedicated to making your own appetizer spreads. And then our last item for today that I would suggest you skip or scale back on and find alternatives is ceremony decor. So these are things such as additional flower arrangements, hurricane jars with candles down the aisle, an aisle runner, an archway, flower petal scatter. I would really, really recommend that you repurpose any decor that's being used at your reception and use it twice at your ceremony and at your reception. If it's an option to take some of the floral arrangements that are being set up at the reception and to have those transported back and forth, that might make sense. Although be careful because there are often quite a big uh, transportation fee to move those around by a florist. So check it out. Just something to look into. I would like to suggest backing up even before that. If you're in the early stages of looking for a venue and looking for a ceremony site, if you can choose a very naturally beautiful venue that doesn't need any extra decoration, then that is the best option, hands down. Decorating a wedding is not cheap. And when you're decorating a reception site and you're faced with decorating a ceremony site as well, I would always choose to throw the resources and the money at the reception site because at the ceremony, please trust me, all the focus is going to be on you. 
and your guests are probably not going to miss any elaborate archways, flowers, flying flower petals, or any of those extras that can add up so, so quickly. And if you are looking for just a little bit extra at that ceremony site, all of that decor, this is, again, stuff that would be fabulous to buy off Craigslist from a local couple who's selling their own wedding decor that they've already used. For huge savings on any decor, whether it's for your ceremony or your reception, you can also try shopping a local wholesale floral shop where prices are always very reasonable. And the bonus to that, if you are buying the wholesale decor yourself, then you can be the one to resell it to another couple after the wedding. And this can be a great way for you to recover some, most, or maybe even all of your out-of-pocket costs for those items. Okay, and now we reach the fun part where I'm going to recap everything that we went over today. I assigned a price tag to it, and that, my friend, is how we're going to come up with that number that I opened up the show with. So here's my list. Skipping the favors, remember the $5 bottle openers that I talked about? That is going to be a $500 price tag for a 100-person wedding. Skipping a champagne toast, $150. Shopping for all those extra accessories, shapewear, shoes at retailers other than a big box bridal store, you're looking at savings of anywhere from $300 to $500. If you decide to forego wedding gifts for your partner, call it $500. Skipping professional hair and makeup, I'll call that $200 just for you, not for the whole bridal party. By skipping all the extra desserts and late night snacks, let's call that three to $500. Doing your own appetizers and leaving the caterer out of that part, anywhere from $500 to $1,000 easily. And then our last item was all of the extra ceremony decorations, the archways, the aisle runner, the flower petals. I'm going to call that $500, although that could be much higher very easily. So our grand total, if you chose to do all of those things, $3,650. And that, my friend, is a lot of money. And we ran through eight pretty minor things in the course of 20 minutes or so. Ways to save are everywhere. Sometimes you're looking right at them and you don't even see them. There is lots more where that came from, and I would love for you to come and check it all out in my revolutionary digital wedding planning package that one bride calls a breath of fresh air in the wedding industry. That is one of my all-time favorite compliments ever. There are lots more sweet words from other members that you can review, see exactly how this digital package has helped them. You can head to wedpodcast.com where you can sign up today for a totally free three-day trial There are absolutely no contracts, zero obligation, just on point, down-to-earth wedding advice from me to you on all aspects of planning your dream wedding celebration. That website again is wedpodcast.com and I hope to see you there. 